This is the EMG Podcast Spotlight Interview with your host, Mike Salpal. I love people that create their own opportunities, and I can't think of a person in our orbit that does it more than EMG event host and Neon Transit band leader, Yanko Hernando. Yanko is an ambitious and fearless young professional who isn't afraid to seek out new experiences that may push the boundaries of his comfort level, but undoubtedly will help him grow. Oh, and did I mention how talented he is? This guy is really a very accomplished DJ, despite his limited time practicing the craft. If it sounds like I'm doting, it's because I am. As you'll hear in this interview, I've had the pleasure of watching Yanko grow up, and I'm largely responsible for bringing him into EMG, so I'm definitely very proud. Actually, I did know him pre-EMG, but as is ever the case with a go-getter, Yanko himself is largely responsible for his being at EMG because he took the initiative and created his own opportunity with a phone call, as you'll learn about here in just a bit. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with EMG's spark plug, Yanko Hernando. Well, I'm sitting here with the one, the only, uh, known to many as Yanko Hernando, known to us as Baby Yank. Baby Yank, what's up? Yo, what's going on, Mike? Thank you for having me. Uh, it's been a long-awaited uh, time to get oh, you here on the podcast. Too long. I think I am the number one fan of the podcast, so it's about time. That's what your uh, year yearly uh, wrap-up on Spotify told you, right? Yep, in yep number one, uh, I think, for two years straight now. Very good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we've we've alluded to uh, Yanko a lot on the channel here. Um, it's also been a minute since I've been back to do one of these uh, Spotlight interviews. Um, we have a lot of new team members, and I can't think of a better person to kick us off uh, than the Yank man himself. And so, uh, if I'm, if I'm dusting off the cobwebs here. I'm going to start as I always do, and you know this. Uh, my first question is, in a soundbite, who is Yanko Hernando? Okay, yeah. So, Yanko Hernando, I am 23 years old, and I'm just hustling right now, doing a good job, making some music, and uh, making people happy, you know? Look, that's why we call him Baby Yank. Yeah, dude. It's it's awesome. It's been a, it's been a hell of a ride. Yeah. So, let's, uh, let's give the people some context here yeah. on how you found your way to EMG. And I think yeah. I'd like to start in a, in probably the most apropos way. So um, I, you know, years ago was a DJ and mm-hmm. uh, I that's kind of how I paid my way through college. And uh, shortly after getting out of college, I uh, I graduated as a teacher and I, I got a job in a, in a school teaching um, and I was still DJing on the weekends just as like a one man thing. And uh I there was a girl I went to college with, and uh, I started DJing all of her family parties, weddings, college graduations, this and that, whatever. And so her aunt called me and said, "My son is graduating the eighth grade. Can you come and DJ?" And I went, "Oh, an eighth grade graduate. Yeah, okay, I'll come do it." And I went there, and this little kid walked up to me. Yeah, uh, he was all of four foot one. Right? Yeah, I was. I was literally like you were literally four eleven. You were yeah, hundred pounds going into high school. Yeah, crazy. like soaking wet, hundred yeah. pounds. And you came up and uh, you said, I'm Yanko. And I said, that's a weird name, kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you you introduced yourself to me and you, sh- you put out your hand and you said, I'm Yanko Hernando. And I am coming to your high school next year because yep. you were going to be coming to the school that I was teaching at. And I remembered that. And uh, I think, I guess the, the kid that I was doing the party for, mm-hmm. he must have told you like, oh, that... Yeah, I think his mom mentioned it's like my mom and everyone got all excited because there's a couple of us. There was probably like five or six of us that were going into that high school. But you were the only one that came up to me. Of course. And then on the first day of school, two months later, you came up to me so nervous. 
Yeah, I'm always like, nervous. Do you, I, do you remember? <laughs> and I'm like, yes, because it's probably it was my a- inner Brian coming out. Like <laughs> your inner fest. So, yeah. yeah, I yeah, get yeah. so nervous about that stuff. Um, and so, Jesus, you were what? How how old were you going into high school? I was 13. Actually. 13. Yeah, so I've known you since you're 13 years old, yeah. which is crazy. And and Yako came up, and uh, and it just kind of evolved from there. And then mm-hmm. you know, uh, I taught you right in 10th yeah, grade. So a few years honestly, later. the best thing that ever happened to me, I was in. Uh, so Mike was a history teacher, and I was actually in honors history with a different teacher. And then I transferred out because it was too hard. <laughs> and so me transferring out so led d- us to this They downgraded you to me. Yeah, I was like, That's, I need to go. I need to go speaks somewhere very else. highly yeah. of me, which is yeah, nice. Yeah, he was just a regular history teacher, I was just a so. regular old crap. They said, put him with, the, put him with Saul Paul's crap, you know? Yeah, so then honestly, that happening was like the best thing that if ever happened If that's the me. best thing that ever happened to you, we, we got to get some new life experiences in. Yeah, I, I guess you're only you're 23, right. so we have time to- sure, We do have some time. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I kind of, I literally watched you grow up mm-hmm. and this whole time you were in high school, you were not DJing. Yep, not DJing at all. I didn't really pick it up until college. Right. And so, you know, I think uh, I remember you obviously on your first day, I taught you your whole 10th grade year and then your senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, I used oh, to chaperone yeah. some trips and we actually went to Europe. Uh, you were on a uh, few Europe. trips, which was great. And then you went off to college. Um, yep. Tell us a little bit um, before we, we get to college. That's kind of how you and I met. But tell us, mm-hmm. what kind of kid were you? Like, what kind of little kid were you? I, I mean, I, I gave my outside perspective. <laughs> You're very nervous all of the time. Yeah. Uh, but but tell me, what kind of kid were you growing up? Uh, honestly, like, I went to uh, a small school. There was uh, 65 of us in, like, my middle school class. It was actually the school I went to was pre-K to eighth grade. So there was no, like, middle school. So, like, going to high school is, like, my first, like, out of out of my bubble experience. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I was the coolest kid. And I, uh, <laughs> I, was, I was the coolest kid. <laughs> and so modest. Everyone, everyone wanted to hang you out with so me. You were so modest Everyone about was it. always at my house. It was so fun. And uh, played some sports <laughs> and just always was hanging out with my friends. And uh, my house was like the hub. Like everyone went to my house and we watched like WWE and we like played Manhunt and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> this is, yeah. And this is why we call him Baby Young. He's actually shaking his rattle as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you were you were the coolest kid. No, you were. You were very, um, the faculty liked you a, a mm-hmm. lot because you were very respectful and just a really nice kid all around. Um, and and then, so you went off to college and you went to... I went to uh, the University of Delaware. Yeah. And what was uh, what what um, brought you there? What was your major and what was that experience Yeah. Like? So Delaware was awesome. It was like the perfect, like two hours away from home, far enough from home, but also close enough if I needed to be back. And my parents could attest to this. I was never back. I was just always in <laughs> Delaware uh, for like those four years. Only came back for Christmas and Thanksgiving and stuff. And um, yeah, I was a communication major at a minor in advertising and event management as well. So like... Right now, I'm kind of doing that stuff, which is which is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was in a fraternity in college, and I was getting into the DJ scene, and I was DJing a little bit there as well. Um, how uh, how did you find your way to DJing? Because typically, people that find that that have a job in in our industry now, mm-hmm. whether it be on the DJ or the music side, typically start younger than than yeah. than you did. So, what was your background, and how did you find your way to a mixer? Yeah, so I always loved music, and it all came from my dad. My dad used to DJ. He was doing like some private stuff here and there. Nothing, nothing ever crazy, but he always had that passion for it, mm-hmm. and he just loved it. And you know, I would go. Was downstairs. he doing that while while you were growing up? Yeah, while I was growing up. Was he so he was working events? Like, was he like gigging on the weekends? No, not not no? really. Okay. He was you know he had his job, and then he just always had a passion for it, and he would be like the local guy mm-hmm. that like people would like call him like, Yeah, hey, you want to okay. DJ? Cool. My whatever. Yeah. Um. So yeah, never like made a you know a, a career out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess. Um, but yeah, so I would like go downstairs and he would just be messing around on his free time. And I just loved it. I loved the, the art of just mixing one song to another and just keeping people going and just like watching him at those events. I would like, I'd be his like seven year old backer, you know, (laughs) (laughs) 
And I would just like watch the crowd. I'm like, right. this is the coolest thing ever. I need to be a part of it. Right. Um, so actually when I was 13 going into uh, high school, um, I, uh, I started DJing on his equipment, but he had like the dinosaur equipment. Yeah. And I actually had to like plug in the CDs to like get a song. Yeah, and that's, like, how, that's how I used to do it. Kid. Yeah. And it was, it was real tough and I gave up on it. And that that's was right. like, never forget biggest, what your uh, elders have gone through. That's right. It's, it's very respectable, especially like going into like the, the bars and, mm-hmm. and like bring all those CDs and oh, stuff yeah. and, and all those. Crates. I used to have a case. It was made out of wood. It was like a coughing case. Yeah. Like, that's and ridiculous. It, I carried around, it, it held 300 jewel CD cases, like, you know, in the, in like mm-hmm. whatever. And I had no rhyme or reason to how it was organized, but I knew where everything was, you know, like it was my yeah. system. I'm like no one could ever come in and use my because they'd have no idea um and that son of a bitching thing was so heavy mm-hmm. um and and getting to like bars or venues where you're like oh yeah you're on the third floor tonight and you'd be like oh no oh God, and you guys roll up with your laptops yep. it's like so different so it's, it's so different and yeah. yeah i guess that's why uh, you play the bass now <laughs> yeah that's why i gave up djing exactly <laughs> but um but yeah so that I just love that, and I gave up on it when I was thirteen, and I always regretted it. And I was like, you know what, I got to get back well, into it. In all fairness, yeah. you were a hundred pounds soaking wet at thirteen. I saw you. Yeah, you couldn't carry equipment around. Yeah, that's, uh, no that's offense, true. you know yeah. what I mean. But um, so when you get to college, how do you find your way back t- to it? Yeah, so I guess um, you know I like to have a good time. We're in the nightlife scene. Yeah. You know, well, we we, we actually internally here, Yanko is going to be taking on a new role for That's us, right. and I've deemed that role the minister of fun. Yeah. And so you you do like to have a good time. You're, you're I'm the director of activities. A I mean, director. Yeah. You're the party guy. Yeah. 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 I uh, I don't like to sit still, and I always like something going on, right. and like. You know, we're, we're always busy on the weekends. And so like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that's when I go out and have my fun, which is so opposite. You <laughs> right. know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Well, um, we work on the weekends, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, so yeah, I just love the music aspect and I would see other DJs in college, like be you kind of where I would be if I continued DJing. And I was right. like, damn, I got to do that. Like, mm-hmm. why, why did I give up on it? And then I just said, screw it, bought some equipment, locked myself in my basement for an entire summer practice and then came back my junior year with like some sort of knowledge of DJing and then just took off. So I have a a lot of questions I want to unpack there. Did you, that sounds a lot like how I taught myself how to play an instrument, really. Yeah. I I didn't have formal lessons. I had little cheats along the way. Um, This is pre-YouTube. So I had like chord charts that I could look at and I could could like manipulate my hands to those things. Mm -hmm. But same thing, that instrument became a part of my body. I locked myself in a basement. I was younger than you. I was Mm -hmm. about 13, but like I locked myself in a basement and I didn't come up until I could play. Did you have anyone helping you was it truly trial by like just experimentation or were you using some like YouTube videos or like, how did you, how did you get the basics? Yeah. So I'm definitely very like, um, I guess the word would be like diligent, Okay, I guess. And so I literally like treated as a job and that entire summer I would wake up eight o'clock in the morning, get dressed, shower, pretend like I'm going to work and just walk downstairs You're a weird kid, man. and for eight hours a day, I would just practice. And, uh, cause I want it to be good and I want it to be good enough to play and show up to college right. and be at the same level as those other guys. Did you ask anybody for help or did um, you just watch videos? Yeah, so I had uh, someone that got me on my feet and we had like probably two sessions together, just learning how to like download music and stuff like that. And then I've always had the ear for it. So like, I never gave up on the dream of DJing when I was 13. And so like, I always knew like, oh, I always wanted to play this song with this song and this song with that song. Right. You and, had the um, ear for it, even if you didn't yeah, have the Yeah, I had the ear for it. Right. And um, yeah, my dad was also a huge help. He had those basic Do you ever play knowledge. any other instrument? Uh, No, never. No, okay. Never. Yeah, so I'm, I never came from like that traditional- Anybody in your family musical, other than your um, dad that played, like uh, did DJing, but- No, not really. No? I mean, okay. we all we all love music and uh, my cousin does- uh, like What was playing in the stuff. house when you were growing up? Oh man, 
everything, everything. I, I couldn't even tell you. It's just, it's just something different every time. Okay. Um, my dad loves like, like rock stuff and, um, like ballads and stuff like that. So it's really nice. Okay. Yeah. And then he also loves like freestyle stuff. Yeah. He's cool. probably about the age to love freestyle. Yeah, love, they yeah. love like party music. Yeah. And then, you know, when, he, when we're around the house, it's like rock and, and things like that. Okay. It's cool. So, uh, so you lock yourself in your bed. Now this wasn't your junior year. You're how old? So 19, I guess, 20. Yeah. I, I think I was 19. Um, so it was my sophomore year going into junior year that summer. So th- we're talking about th- three and a half years ago, four yep, years three ago. Three and a half the, years ago. The, I can't put into words for the people listening the skill level that Yanko was at DJ-wise now. It doesn't make sense that it's only been three years or four years or whatever, right? Yeah. I mean, it is like, this is this is wild to me that this is, you've, you've achieved a level of mastery in only three and a half years. So you must've been, you were grinding eight hours a day for sure. I was sure. grinding eight hours. And um, yeah, it, it, like you said, it became a part of me. And uh, something I could kind of talk about is I used to be embarrassed about that. You know, I would be in the room with other DJs and kind of meeting other people. And I'd be like, oh, like I've been DJing for six years or seven years just to make it seem like I wasn't so new. Mm. And um, now I don't, I don't care. And I'm just like, you know what? The DJing will do the talking. Um, and I don't think that like for anyone out there listening, does I don't ever think, make, man, does that up? ever make anybody upset? Like, cause I could yeah, see I it going know. the other way and saying this kid is that good and only been DJing for, I could see a lot of people looking at their own, uh, in a, or not inabilities, but inefficiencies, right. And their own skill level and going, God, I've been doing it for twice as long, three times as long. And like, he's better than me. Did yeah. you ever get, get any catch any of that? Um, yeah. So like. Like, as I was saying before, like, it was, I was definitely insecure about it. I didn't want people to assume that I sucked because I've only was DJing right. for three and a half years. So I would always say, oh, you know, I've been DJing for a couple of years, play first. And then I would say like, oh, I've been DJing for seven years. And they wouldn't bat an eye because it made sense that right. it would be this good, I guess. Right, 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 years. right, right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think I ever gotten really like any, any like, like flack or anything. Flack yeah. Or anything all right. Well, for, that's good. Uh, yeah. So, so when you get back for your junior year, mm-hmm. one of the things that I, you're, you're fearless and that you will like literally you create uh, one of the themes of Yanko and we'll, you'll see this as the story progresses is you create your own opportunity, um, which I like. So when you got back your junior year, how did you like, how do you start then taking it to the world? What was your first gig? How'd you get your okay. first gig? Like yeah, what yeah. happens? So um, I didn't, I didn't tell anyone when I got my DJ equipment, like not, none of my roommates, none of my friends from home. Everyone's like, where's Yanko? And, and I was just, you know, doing my thing. So, uh, yeah, I just got back. I literally was like the first one back at school and I set everything up and then people would come into our new house right. and they're like, oh my God, you're DJing? Like, what the hell is this? And yep. I would just like throw a mix on when people were walking in, <laughs> you know, just start like hitting them with a set. But, um, yeah, essentially I was just throwing parties at my house and just being like, hey guys, come here. I'm DJing. And then, and then so you created come. your own gigs, created my own gigs. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we would have like pregames and, you know, I would, I would like DJ the pregame and then we'd go out to the bars or yep. whatever it was. And then I'd be like, yo guys, come back to my house post game. We're DJing, <laughs> I'm DJing, whatever. Um, so what so, was yeah. your first public gig? Like first like paying um, gig? Paying gig was all like private stuff actually. So it was always like a, a friend's 50th birthday party, 18th birthday party, 21st birthday party, something like that. And then I would go and bring my uh, at the time, shitty equipment and, uh, <laughs> right, right. yeah. And, and pretend like I was a professional and just, yeah, just pretend maybe yeah. you got to fake it till you make yeah, it, fake it till you make it. So you're DJing, you're DJing, you're DJing. Um, you kind of wrap up school. Oh and, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so let, let me, let me take this part. Okay, of it. You got this one. Yeah, this, this is this going. So I lose touch with Yanko, right? I, yeah. uh, I leave, uh, I guess you and I left your high school the same year. 
Like, right? Like you yeah, graduated, I graduated in 2016. And I left that school and I went to another school. And this is right around the time that I got involved with EMG. I brought Cityscape here. Um, and that started to, over the course of, I guess, your college years, um, eat up more of my life to the point where I left teaching altogether. So needless to say, you know, Yanko, good kid. He graduates high school. I lose all yeah, track we didn't, of him. we didn't talk for I didn't talk years. to you for four years. Yeah. Um, so I, a couple of, last summer, two Last summer. Yeah, last summer, about a year a year and a half ago. Yeah, it was uh, 2020. Yeah, when I graduated. summer of 2020, height of the pandemic, right? Yep. Um, I get back to the office, and uh, Mike Carleo goes, uh, some kid named Yanko Hernando <laughs> called into you, and I go, Yanko Hernando? Why is he calling in, you know? Um, and what was funny was, Mike picked up the phone, you called the office, and Mike picked up the phone, said, thanks for calling EMG, this is Mike speaking, <laughs> and on the other line, Yanko goes, um, Mr. Softball. <laughs> yep. Because you said Mike, and I was like, that's the only Mike I know. That's right. Yeah. And uh, so obviously it wasn't. So I go, what the hell is he doing? So Carleo said, I think he's looking for a job. And I'm like, okay. So I called you back and I said, uh, what's going on? You know, what's happening? And he kind of caught me up and you told me that you were DJing, mm -hmm. but that you also had your like you just graduated with this event piece, right? And so yeah. I was confused and I've never asked you this. Mm -hmm. In that moment, were you calling for, what kind of job were yeah, you calling so for? I was actually looking for like an office job. Okay, okay. Yeah, I was looking for an office job and I was like, I'll hit him with the kicker. I also DJ, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and then you guys heard, I also DJ. And you were like, DJ, <laughs> screw the office. <laughs> and Yanko's like, no. I was like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. But so- so he calls me up and he says, yeah, I'm DJing now and I've got this office. And I was confused. And I said, well, why don't you come in? And mm -hmm. I think, I, yeah, I don't remember. You came in, right? Yep. You came in for an interview or for a chat, right? Yeah, I came in for, uh, I guess it was like an interview. It was Tell me that because you probably yeah. remember it better than I do. Oh, yeah. So I came in. It was Wednesday, <laughs> August 19th. You're kidding me. You no, remember the date. I remember the date. Okay, go on. Um, yep. Wednesday, August 19th. A huge day for me because it was also um, unrelated. No, it was my first bar gig in Hoboken as well. So it was like interview for EMG. My first bar. I remember that. Uh, how did you get? And how did you get that? Uh, all I do for for that stuff when I was grinding um, was just showing up to bars and say, "Hey, give me a chance." <laughs> I love that. And, uh, and yeah. you literally would work for like criminal wages. Oh yeah, at that point with the pandemic, and many I mean, it was many bars bad. were breaking the wage laws for sure. Yeah, and I also was just like very new to it as well, like that scene. Right, so but I that's just, how like, you kind of no make idea. your yeah. your bones and you get your experience. Yes, yeah, so right? I was definitely uh, getting taken advantage of. So Yanko comes in, yep. much like the first time I met him, very wet behind the ears. And you are yep. twenty three now. You, you still look fourteen. Yeah. Um, and he came in very professional, uh, and he sat my down. mask on and everything. Yeah, we had masks on, <laughs> and we had a conversation. Right, and I, what did I say to you? Did, like, did I tell, like, did we talk about a job or I don't remember? Yeah, what I, I said. think you guys were just like, what are you doing? And it, I kind of got like, like surrounded. It was like all the big heads. It was like you, Tom, Mike, and Brian yeah, we all took rolled, me into like this back office. And yeah. I'm like, dude, what's going on over here? Yeah. And um, yeah, you're just like saying, like, catch me up with these four years and what could I do for you? Yeah. And I, I pretty much explained the deal. And, um, Another uh, best thing. Best yeah. Thing and ever. so, like, what we do is we, in, in most businesses, you wait for the job role to present itself by the workload. Like there's things, there are tasks that need to be done. And so we create a job and then we find a person for that job. We do everything else backwards. And what we do is we find the people that we want to work with. And we're like, we'll figure out something for that person to do. And I had said to them, I said, look, I watch, I literally watched this kid grow up. I don't know what he's been doing for four years. Um, and I, I looked on your, uh, your Instagram and you had on your graduation day, you had posted a picture in your cap and gown 
behind the worst DJ equipment that I've ever seen in my the life. Worst. The worst. No facade. No, it was the, the dead worst. end of my And so uh, I said, house. I don't know if this kid's any good, but I know his character. Uh, and he was the kid that walked up to me with like his hand out when he was, you know, 100 pounds and said, I'm Yanko. And um, I said, I think we got to incorporate him. Right. And so what did we do? Did we put you through training? Is that how it started? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I. Uh, you must have, have been the, one of the first people to yeah, go through training. Yeah, I was going to say, right? I have the. Uh, the honor of being the first graduate of the training program, yeah, which is which is, which is now turned out over a hundred people, yeah, which is crazy, yeah, um, and that, in that short amount of time, so it just you were it was our a guinea test pig. to how you, much we're growing, which is awesome. Yeah, you were definitely our guinea pig. Yeah, there's been a lot of situations where I've been thrown into the wolves. Uh, the wolves have been uh, been real uh, real hard on. Yeah, me. well, we trust you. You know, we'll fi- Bianca will figure it out. Yeah. So you go through the training program. Yeah. And I said to you, I remember I was like, I don't have anything in the office for you right now. Yep. I said, but just g- be patient, and it'll something will work. Yeah. Out, so right? that was um, in August, and then I was just between like the pandemic and just graduating college. I still never had like the okay. I graduated college. I need to get that job that I went to college for, and like spent all this money and. And so that's what I did. I ended up getting this full-time entry-level position that I went to college for. And I was bouncing that. What was the field? What were you doing? Uh, so I was doing marketing for the software company. Okay. Yeah. And so and you hated every minute. Of and it. I hated every minute of yeah, it. Very good. Well, uh, that's that's going to be a conversation for another day. Okay. All right. But um, so just like I got the job and then I just kind of had like this, I was balancing EMG and, and this job. And I had this moment of like, I went to four years of school and paid all this money for this. Like this ain't it. This is not what you want to do. Yeah. And now at the time, we stuck you primarily with Brian, right? Yeah. So my all of 2020, I was with Brian. All of 2020 working with Brian, which that is another thing I think I I owe you an apology for. Yeah. uh, Because no one should have to do that. And now I'm anxious all the time. Exactly. And it rubbed off, which is great. He exacerbated (laughs) your worst tendencies. (laughs) Um, And so he he was learning. We stuck him with Brian to uh, as an apprentice, basically. Mm -hmm. And we said, be a sponge kid and you'll have a place. And so, um, again, in true Yonko fashion, creating his own opportunity, he progressed so quickly that we were ready in early 2021 to turn you into a host. You Mm -hmm. You were ready to go. Um, And at the same time, an opportunity opened up to not only be an event host, but to go and really become the the leading voice in Neon Transit, right? In our our hybrid band. Mm. And so talk to me a little bit about what that was like for you coming into that, because that's kind of a different thing. That's not only being a DJ, that's now being a band member, which you had mm. never, you, you'd never had any experience yeah, with. So talk to me a little bit about how you found that experience. Yeah, so I, I love it. Um, it's, it's so interesting being a DJ, like you always work solo. And then to keep in mind other musicians playing alongside of you and, and just building off each other is a whole different animal. And that was definitely a learning curve for me in the beginning as well. Um, but yeah, it's just such a such a great thing, and just everything needs to be completely on point. Everything musically, like I've learned so much about music um, with with our guys that like I've become a better DJ because of it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's honestly amazing. Yeah, and I you know Yanko has quickly turned Neon Transit uh, and his bandmates, but Yanko as the band leader and and DJ, you know, it's a hybrid band with the DJ as sort of a core. Uh, the core uh, foundation of it is turned in neon transit into uh, if you're not the most popular band, you're, you're right in that conversation in terms of, of inquiries and bookings. And you guys Mm -hmm. are just like going like the hammers of hell here, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, it's a great feeling. It's, it's so awesome to kind of take in this opportunity and just make it our own and, and just do a good job and the people are loving it. And it, it speaks for itself. Yeah. I mean, you guys are, it's it's really a unique product. And so you have really the added benefit of um, 
being the only event host that we have that really straddles, you get to do both. You know, you get to be in a band and you get to be uh, on, on nights where the band's not working, you get mm-hmm. to go and do your, your solo thing. Right. And yeah. so um, tell me a little bit about what your experience has been like working with your clients and working, you know, through the, the purview of being the event lead, you know, and working through like, what are the things that you love the most about the process and leading up to an event, working with clients? Yeah, I mean, it's all about just making that relationship. Once you know your client, once you know your couple, it's it's easy from there. You know what they want. And um, I would say that a lot of my couples, they just have that trust in me. And they, they've seen my work and they just know, hey, we're going to be in good hands and we're going to leave it up to the professional and he's going to get the job done and we're going to love it. Yeah. And so like that's my couples are awesome for that. And, and it works out that way. How like, about on the on the uh, band leader side? Because uh, mm-hmm. that's been a new experience. Because again, we throw we throw Yanko to the wolves, yeah. and we said, "Oh, you're 23, and now you're going to be a manager. Essentially, you know, you're going to manage personalities, schedules, mm-hmm. people, the comings, the goings. Like, talk to me a little bit. I think that that's been a really big um, growth point for you over the last year as well. Yeah. You know, um, have you had any difficulties in in doing that? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely been um, it's been hard at times. You know, we all have to get on the same page, and like I said before, it's a learning curve uh, for everyone. But we uh, we got together. We understand what needs to be done. We all know each other's strength and strengths and weaknesses, and uh, you know, we we're all great guys. We hang out uh, when we're not playing together, and it, that's helped a lot. Just building that chemistry and understanding how we operate. What is um what do you think it is um the the best thing that Neon does as a, as a band? Like what is the the best thing on a dance floor or for a party that you guys do? It's that's a that's a great question because what we do is so different because it provides that experience for all ages, all generations where um you know, we're, we're the best of both worlds. We truly are. And when you book Neon Transit, you have a DJ and a band. And so like traditionally older folks like bands and younger folks like DJs. And to kind of combine that, we get so much love from older people. They're like, Oh my God, we've never seen this before. This is so awesome. And then younger people are loving it too. And it just brings everyone together on the dance floor, no matter who you are. And everyone just rages because everyone just rages. <laughs> Minister I mean, of fun, baby. Director just, of activities. And it's so fun for uh, the band guys to kind of see that as well, because coming in from a, uh, musician standpoint you know maybe it's not always like that you don't see like the the jumping up and down crazy when you're doing like jazz stuff right you know right, so right, it's, right. it's new for them and they're loving the experience as well and to just like hit people with like a more dj centered song and then hit someone with a more band centered song and have the band go out and do their thing you know having a uh, patty on the sax go in there on the crowd and just providing that live atmosphere is just amazing yeah, I think um, I'm going to date myself with this reference, but in the uh, in Austin Powers, they had the the fembots, and the fembots sometimes like could not compute, could not compute, and their heads would explode. Um, I've I've seen that happen in crowds where people are like, "What? I don't know what I'm looking at here," and it's like you guys are like sensory overload um, because you are so unique, and there is no other product out there like Neon. Um, and you just if you haven't seen it yet, you have to you have to see it live. You know, you have yeah. to experience it, um, which is. Uh, is great. And here's the kid, just baby yonk with your rattle minister of fun, just creating your own opportunities. Just doing it. Yeah. We're, uh, we're having a good time and, uh, I'm so excited for all the things to come. There's, there's so much good, 
good things looking uh, to look forward to. Yeah, you've got nothing but rave reviews about your parties and, and clients, and we're just so um, appreciative to have you here. And so we've expanded your role. And as I told you to be patient and it would pay off, um, you you left your job that you didn't like, and you're here now. Yep. You're 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 working with, with us uh, Monday to Friday. You're doing the office stuff too. Yep, doing the office stuff. And, and that's a testament to you guys as well, because I trust you guys completely. And I made to that jump. To take advantage jump. of you and throw yeah, you to the wolves. Yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, I made that jump. <laughs> Um, you know, Sawpaw had made that promise, like, hey, just be patient, yeah. do do your thing. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to even quit my job before this job even <laughs> well, maybe even comes to fruition. Hold on. <laughs> let's let's wind back. We left out a, an important part of this whole thing. Yeah. A lot of times dealing with Mike Carleo and I together mm-hmm. has been oh, described to that. me as like drinking out of a fire hydrant, right? And one day Mike and I got on our- Oh yeah, this, is, this was it. We were ramping each other up and we were- ping pong and ideas back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And the com- our internal conversation led to a phone call where the both of us called Yonko and I'm going to let him tell the story. Yeah, this was the day I quit my job. <laughs> um, <Go> <laughs> so I'm sitting at my desk. It's, uh, I, I know these dates. These dates are important to me. It's, uh, it's, remember it's, date? The, it's uh, the Friday <laughs> before, maybe even the Thursday before Memorial Day weekend. Okay. And uh, I'm hating my job. I'm right. sitting at my desk and I get a FaceTime from these knuckleheads over here. And uh, they're just like, hey, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm working. What else would I be doing right now? And they're like, how much money do you make at your job? What, what are your benefits? I tell them everything. I'm like, oh my God, is this it? Like, are they going <laughs> to hire me? I tell them my benefits, tell them uh, how much money I make. And they just go, okay, great. We'll be in touch. Hangs up the phone. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, you're just going to leave me with this? Like now... I feel bad for um, the people that I worked with at my other job because I didn't do anything after that. I just assumed that uh, you. I was going to get hired like very, like that weekend. I was like, yo, like I'm good. I'm putting my two weeks in. And um, I ended up sticking through that job for another like two months probably. But headspace-wise, I you, was not you were, there. You were out. I was getting in I trouble. Ru- I ruined you. Yeah. You were getting in trouble. What were you doing? Because I just wasn't doing. <laughs> I, just, I just wasn't. I wasn't at all. Oh, that's and, uh, terrible. Yeah, I was getting in trouble, and, I, and then I was just—it was just a bad situation. I was like, "Well, I'm just going to bank on them." It's great, and, and it worked Good. out. Yeah, I didn't quite uh, understand the fallout of my actions, um, but yeah, we were trying to do some math and trying to make things work. But it all—you know—it's all working out in the end. And so, yeah. in your expanded role, this is really important thing that I don't think a lot of people will know. Um, it kind of explain what you're what you're doing and what your role is here now uh, on the on the office side of things. Yeah. So um, in college, we'll, we'll take a step back. In college. Um, in my fraternity, I was uh, the philanthropy chair, and I was in charge of putting on a bunch of events. And uh, so I love the event aspect of things, and I honestly wanted to go into events after graduating college, and here we are now. I'm running events uh, with Neon and, and on myself. But um, yeah, so I wanted to do that, and they've given me the opportunity to, with this new experience center that we have, throw all of the events that are going to be taking place right. so, in, that, so, in that spot. Yeah, this is actually a twofold question. I wasn't even referencing that, but oh, since okay. we're here, no, that's good. So, um, you know, we are moving into a new space, and part of that is we're building out this experience center, which mm-hmm. will have professional-grade sound and lighting and whatever, and it's going to be a creative space is the best way that I can explain it. Yeah, And we want programming in there. Um, constantly. We want like two, three times a week, we want stuff to be going on. Music, shows, art, you know, everything. Yeah, showcases, right. uh, video and, shoots. And uh, we have we have tapped Yonko because we trust him implicitly to, you know, 
be the the minister of fun um, and director of activities to mm-hmm. to do our internal programming for our clients and for the larger community and to bring people in. Um, and that's something that I think is right up your alley. And I'm so excited. We're actually as soon as we get done recording this, we're going to be spending some time talking about that today. Um, but that's going to be part of your expanded role with us. But I wasn't even I was talking about the oh. stuff you're doing right now and how oh, you came yeah. into the office stuff, which is arguably oh. even more important. Oh yeah. So um yeah because I'm I'm so in the the DJ scene now it just completely has taken over like what I do day to day. Um I do a lot of DJing during the week and I've taken on the role of recruiting other DJs for EMG because we're growing at such a rapid rate and there's just we we have we have such a high demand and not enough DJs. And so uh, I've been going out into the field and uh, recruiting some DJs and talking to some of my contacts that I have and uh, getting some people on the team. Yeah, we obviously we've uh, a consistent theme of what we talk about here on the channel uh, when we talk about the company is this this rapid growth. And you know that's all well and good. And there's a lot of um, cogs in that wheel. You know, there's sales, there's marketing, there's whatever. But like at the end of the day, we need to have. Um, talented people too, and not just talented people, but talented people that fit the mold, yeah. right? And so um, Yanko has been tasked, we're so lucky to have that position where literally this kid, like on our weekly meetings, when we do a, a team check-in, we'll be like, what's ever, you know, what's going on? Yanko will be like, well, I'm going out uh, to the bars this weekend, doing a town, going into the field, he calls him. Going, going into, into the, the field. field. We got to keep it professional. Yeah, got to keep it professional. Yeah. yeah, he's drinking at a bar, just like <laughs> listening to DJs. But he... um you know, you are, you're building sort of the next wave of who will be here, you know? Um, and then they come in and they go through training and um, you're working closely with Caleb and talent relations. So it's like, it's mm-hmm. been a really, um, it's been interesting. And again, like just creating your own opportunity by picking that phone up and going, Mr. Sawball, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so it's been, it's been a really cool thing, you know? Yeah. And something I want to add to that is um, I think that, you know, we're into a new decade now and I think that the... Um, the way that weddings are going is shifting. I think that it's becoming a lot more non-traditional and formalities are kind of escaping and people just want to do a four-hour party. Rager, right? as you would say. Four-hour rager for lack of a better word. Right. Um, yeah, so I think that it's important to get these like really high and talented guys that are dipped into the club scene that could do weddings and throw a really good party. Mm. And so I think that's like a really interesting take on it because I think that... DJs who aren't going to adapt to this new way of weddings are going to be falling behind. Mm. And I think that's important to keep up with the times and keep up with the couples that are going to be wanting to just have more time to dance instead of formalities. Yeah, you, you, we, we, we stuck you with Brian for a reason. Brian used to, used to be before he was old and weathered and now we're going to bring him out back and shoot him soon. But um, Brian, <laughs> Brian used to be the guy that was in that circle. And that is how we built out the great networks of DJs that we have currently, you know, uh, Sean and Brian and Maddie. And like, that was, they were you 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I think it's really important to have Bianco's perspective, um, as a seat at the table, keeping us current, because let's face it, you know, Five years from now, our clients are going to be your age, not my age, right? And so yeah, I think that that's a really important thing that we keep our finger on the pulse of, of what's happening. Yeah, and I think that um, it's it's super important to also keep that that elegance like intact. You know, it's yeah, no just, pun intended, but yeah, like, no, right, no yeah. pun intended. Yeah, it's important to keep those like at appropriate times. You it's know, a it's really all about, cool. Um, it, there's a really cool. Um, mashup of of generations i guess that's happening right now internally yeah. at our company where you do have the the experience uh of of the me mike tom brian you know uh, of the all of the 
probably thousands of events that we've all collectively worked. Um, and then this, the, the, the younger, uh, what, what is to come tomorrow. And the fact that we get to like balance those things together, you start to get really cool things like neon, you know, you start to get really cool programming that's going to come out of that. And like, it's just a, it's an exciting thing to kind of watch, um, happen. And one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, um, because I talked about this on the 2021 year in review podcast was my favorite thing of the year was watching the budding relationship between you and Johnny Rahat, um, who's also an event host, who was also a student at the, at the school that I taught, um, who was DJing when he was in high school. I knew him only as a DJ and, um, you guys, you went to the same high school. You did not know each other. Right. So talk to me about what that, what that relationship is like. Cause I love watching it, but from your eyes, how would you describe your relationship? John Erhardt's a man, dude. He's such a funny guy. That's, that's not trying to be funny. (laughs) That's the best way that you could describe it. He's so dry. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, but yeah, it's been such a, such a fun experience. And like what you said, like, it's all about just like making these relationships and there's other guys in this company that are around my age, uh, the Rugrats, um, if you will. You want to explain that why that moniker was placed on you, the Rugrats? Yeah, I mean, we're the babies, man. We're the babies. We're, we're the babies so. We honored them at the company party. We always do like a gag awards um, and they all got matching EMG branded onesies and it was you and it was Johnny Rahat and it was Ryan Chanel who's just a wickedly talented. And Alambe, we can't forget. Yeah, Alambe. I'm not going to forget, but I want to, I want to give Ryan some, some shouts first. Oh, Ryan course, yeah. is not a, a client facing like you. That's not a name that you might know if you if you're in the emg sort of world here but ryan is just like he is yanko and johnny rahat's equal on the tech side of things behind the scenes and he's just such an important part of the company and then also um alambe who is who is your friend yeah, uh, from that home. you grew up with right yeah i've known him for uh like 10 years yeah alambe is not a name again too but alambe uh has come in as such a talented event staff and he's going to be someone who's uh hopefully expanding his role on the on the office side of things monday to friday too mm-hmm. um when we get into the new space yeah totally one thing i want to say about ryan i work with ryan he's uh the sound technician for neon transit um and he's so talented at what he does in terms of knowing the music like musically what instruments to enhance at specific times just to keep that like even flow and not like so overbearing on the drums on certain tracks. Yeah, Ryan is the unsung the hero best. of Neon the way that uh, yes. Johnny Dive is yes. of, of Cityscape, our sound engineer. So, exactly. So Ryan, Ryan is the man. Important team, important part of the team, right? Yeah. But yeah, so we gave you guys the Rugrats Award, but we, you know, the, the next generation we feel is in great hands, you know, because we're going to be able to meld together sort of best practices, industry standards, experience, and then youth. You know, you guys keep us, it's a, it's, I'm not a particularly old person, but I feel very old when I'm around you guys. <laughs> so in fact, Alambe is, um, I think on his little, uh, uh, plaque that we gave him, it said, um, he is the constant physical reminder that that the rest of us are not so youthful anymore. Oh yeah. <laughs> and when he came up to get his award, I said, "Please don't stand too close. I don't want pictures of us next to each other. Please get away." He's that guy is yeah, like he's a, a wall. perfect specimen. He's, he's, he's literally a perfect. Yeah, he's he is the perfect specimen. <laughs> he's a perfect specimen. Yeah. Um. But anyway, so that's so that's really cool. So you're kind of you're out there, man. You're in the world. You're yeah, doing it we're all. out there, and we have such a such an awesome group to work with yeah. like youthful wise like all of our all of our guys here yeah all the guys the young guys you guys use um, language we don't understand you use yeah a lot of, a lot really of fire cool. fire bangers bangers yeah, yeah. ragers but, but, you know it's uh it's the times it's the times i gotta <laughs> keep up with the times so where um where do you see yourself uh when you are listening to this podcast three years from now five years from Ooh. now where are you what's happening yeah so i mean the goal is to just have such a solidified spot in emg working 
Monday through Friday running these events, just making sure that uh, events are happening, people are coming to see EMG, and that we become and I, I grow along with the company, and we bring in a bunch of people, and we become the biggest and best wedding company that there is in in the world. In the world. In the world. We're gonna do it. Yeah, I mean, we are gonna do it, and um, I, I'm excited to just do all these weddings. I'm doing so so many weddings, and like, I just want to be the guy that people. Are like, hey, I want Yonko for my wedding. I want, I want Yonko. I want Neon Transit. Like, I want to be the guy. You're gonna be the guy. Yeah. You're gonna be the Brian Festa. I want to be the Brian. Because remember, I'm gonna shoot him soon. Yeah, he's gonna. I'm not looking forward to him hearing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's fine. He'll just be. He'll be nervous about it, and then I'll shoot him. Um, I can't let you get out of here, and we can't uh, build EMG into the best company in the world until we uh, we play a little quick questions. Will you play with me? Let's do it. Okay, here we go. Not so, the, I'm ready to rock. To be very quick. Very quick. Here we go. Ready very quick. If you could buy any type of food right now, what would you buy? French fries. Who do you admire the most? My dad. Uh, what is your, you should have said me, what is your favorite summer activity? Your dad doesn't pay you. What is your favorite oh. summer activity? Hanging on the beach, drinking beer, listening to country music. <laughs> country Playing, music? Can jam. Really? Uh, spike ball, all that stuff. Oh, you hick. Um, what, uh, no, who is your favorite superhero and why? Ooh, uh, it's a quick question. Spider-Man. Quick question. Spider-Man. Well, why? Oh, dude, he's he's a goofball and he's he's awesome. And, he's, and he's he got also looks fourteen like you. Yeah. Um, what is your dream job? DJ and play music for people. You're in it, baby. Yep. Um, are you a morning or a night person? Used to be morning. I think I'm becoming more of a night now because you're out in the field. Because I'm out. In uh, who? Uh, no, I'm sorry. What is your favorite hobby? My Can't favorite say DJing. Hobby. I like jumping rope. Jumping rope's awesome. Are you a are you a fourteen year old kid in nineteen fifty eight? What do you? I I recommend jumping rope to anyone. It is such a great workout, and uh, <laughs> that keeps, is keeps so me going. that is so Sucks weird. Out. Um, if you could trade lives with anyone for a day, who would it be and why? Will Smith. Why? Uh, actually, I feel like I would want to go to his past and, and, and like switch lives with him, like back, <laughs> but, like in but, his prime, but in the past. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, maybe The Rock. Oh, cool. very cool. Uh, describe, uh, no, sorry. What is your biggest addiction? Biggest addiction? And if you say jumping rope, I'm going to punch you in the throat. Uh, probably my phone. Okay. What is your favorite TV channel? Netflix. <laughs> even though it's not a channel. That's how young you are. You don't gonna, even know what, say, how to uh, define TV a TV channel. Or true. MTV for okay, very either cool. Impractical Jokers or ridiculous. Okay, very good. Um, what is the thing you're most afraid of? Ooh, the thing I'm most afraid of. Used to be public speaking. Not anymore. Not anymore. I host the shit out of these weddings now. (laughs) And finally, if you were getting married tomorrow, what would your entertainment package be? Everything. I I honestly want a band. Look at you. I honestly want a band. Cityscape definitely uh, definitely transformed me, which is so weird. All right, so we're going with Cityscape? What else? Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, so we're doing all the bells and whistles. I mean, I want everything like sparklers, photo booths, uh, dancing on the clouds. Because it's going to be a rager. Yeah, I mean... Obviously, Johnny Rahat's going to be a guest, but I want him to DJ a little bit. Yeah, he'll jump so up. maybe a little after party. Very cool. Um, yeah, I think we're going Cityscape. I also kind of like El Ritmo, too. I, <laughs> I love that Spanish flair, dude. Yeah, I did that at the engagement party so I oh, could okay. have Cityscape at the wedding. So Yeah, I've yeah. Never, I haven't heard them yet, so oh, I got to Man, you got to do it. Yeah. Well, Baby Yonk, thank you so much uh, for your time. We're so lucky to have you as a part of the team. Thank you for taking all of our abuse. Um, of course. And we're excited We're excited to see where we go. Any closing thoughts for us? Yeah, I just got to say back at you guys. I mean, this is the best opportunity I've ever had, and I'm so grateful for everything you guys have done. Tell and, me more uh, about me. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, you already got a big head. So, uh, yeah, thank you guys for having me. It feels good to finally be on the podcast. That's it, man. We, we, we checked this one off the bucket list today. Is this where, like, music starts playing as we're, like, 
closing out. That's right. You're talking over it right now. Oh, you don't know dude, it, but you're talking go. over it. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Oh, yeah, let's go. That's Yago saying, baby. All right, we'll see you All next right. time. Thank you, guys. Bye. You can find us at elegantmusicgroup.com or on Instagram at elegantmusicgroup.